as far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a... Josh Cohen and home team. You're listening to Josh Cohen and the home team with Dean Thomas and Tina. Delivered by Brightline. Live life on the bright side. This is ESPN 106.3. Because every single day. On this side of the dirt, every day above ground is a good day. It's the home team experience. And we are live, just like I-95 says, in the HOV lane, 4 to 6, for your listening infotainment. Live on smart speakers by just saying, play ESPN 106.3. And also, we're worldwide on the ESPN app. Wednesday, Dean Thomas, UFC's king of all media, means special guest co-host. That's right. And he's another pizzle rat. That's right. We're Re- taking over. Representing the 772. Uh-huh. The Phenom. The Phenom the with ma- the Celsius. <clears throat> the Major League Baseball Phenom. The high school baseball phenom. Rick Ankeel. Welcome back, son. Oh, hold on a second. You might you gotta turn your mic on. You gotta turn your mic on. Hold on one second. Hold that thought. Christian's got you. Okay, brother. Yeah. You were saying? We on now? Now you were on All now. Right. All right. Can you hear yourself? Better late than never, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just need the blue button lit, and then off we go. You were, you were saying yeah. you got a can of Celsius and yeah. what? Uh, yeah, I was saying, listen, it's nice to be back, one. And two... Because you call me the high school phenom, is that somewhat of a backhanded comment? Not at all. Okay. No. Because, that's what you got to do. <laughs> that, you know Did what? You now that you think about it, yep. that, like, mm-hmm. I didn't really pick up on that. If you were kinda. listening close, and Christian will back me up on this, I said the MLB phenom, and before that, the high school oh. phenom. Did you not hear me say that? I did not. Or, yeah. Or were, you t- or were you too busy uh, uh, not you, turning this mic on? Rewind. That was it. Yeah. That was it. <laughs> you're, you're 0 for 2 right now. I will bet anyone right here, right now, whatever you want, you run that tape back. Nope. I'll bet you whatever you want. Who wants to go 100? Let's just go Let's go small. I, I don't need a bet. Let's I was go just, 100. I was just asking. Just, you know. Let's go Let's go a honey that I didn't say the MLB phenom. Who Pesos? Wants, who wants to go 100 bucks? Nah, on this show, you said. Right, literally within the last two minutes. I bet you 20 bucks. <gasps> Deal. Done. You want in on this? No, no. Christian, you want in on this? Or are you too busy trying to figure two, out how to turn the mic on? I get two to one if you didn't say it. You can't say it after the bet was made. Wait, we're still in the deal. I'll give, you f- I'll give you five to one. Perfect. I'll give you five to one odds. If I didn't Ooh. reference Major League Baseball Phenom and then also High School Baseball Phenom. Christian, you were too busy figuring out which mic, how to turn it on. Did you, Do you want in on this action? I'll hold the cash. That's what I thought, punk ass. <laughs> Dean, you, you, Dean's too smart. Yeah, I don't Yeah, never bet. I don't on, bet. I don't bet. Never, never bet on things with people where you don't know the answer. Right. If it's a sporting event, that's different. But when it's something that I know that I said, I'll mm-hmm. take anybody's money right now. No, nah, I'm not we'll see. I didn't hear it. Oh, no, I'm positive. I'm, I'm positive. Maybe for some things. Okay. So... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Porte Lucy, that was pretty good. That was that was better than pretty good. Speaking of Port, <laughs> speaking of Port St. Lucy, speaking, oh, speaking, man. speaking of Port St. Lucy's just changed your name to Lab Corp. Just be one big testing Lab Corp, Florida. They should just buy the name. <laughs> Port St. Lucy should either be Spirit Airlines, Florida, or they should be Lab Corp. Just one I don't job, know, man. I, drug more, testing, STD testing, just a testing. Well, well, if and when. Right, Fort Pierce Airport becomes an international airport. What do you think? What do you think airline it'll be the hub for? Well, but is that is that a thing? Is no, that a conversation? I'm if, when, maybe. Oh man, Frontier, Allegiant, something real ghetto, something real like Spirit will be already. Yeah, Spirit, yeah, Spirit, they already sold, so yeah, they'll it be, be Frontier. 
Front Frontier or Allegiant? Does anyone remember um Air not Airbus Air Train Air Train Yeah Air Train. We talk about uh-huh. it, Rick and Keel. I mean, you were already playing Major League Baseball at this point. They weren't taking Air Train you, back then. No, no. <laughs> y'all point, y'all no. had uh, Delta Charters. Yeah. Actually, probably United because you're in St. Louis with the Cardinals. Uh, yep. Yep. So you probably had United because United is Chicago mm. and then Delta is Atlanta. Right. As you know. And AirTran is based in Fort Pierce. Yeah. <laughs> I think AirTran was originally based in Orlando. Air was it really? I think so. AirTran was like this new wave. Basically, Greyhound the people that started Greyhound said, All right, let's let's do planes. Yeah, let's just let's put wings on these buses. Let's put wings <laughs> on these buses. <laughs> and I remember and Dean laughs because I remember and this wasn't that long ago. This was like two thousand and seven, maybe. I'm I'm going through the the drive through at Wendy's on US One in Port St. Lucie, right there at the corner of Jennings Road, right next to oh, the yeah, Holiday yeah, yeah, Inn yeah, yeah, where yeah. the minor leaguers stay. Yeah, so that's where the old radio station was behind. There. I remember the real high radio tower in the middle of that cornfield. There was Gators back there and everything. I'm going through the drive through, and I see there's a promotion going on at Wendy's, and if you save your cups. You turn in like 30 cups or 50 cups and you get a free um, one-way ticket on AirTran. <laughs> and I was like, hold on a second. Like, buy 30 sodas and you can get a one-way trip on, a, on an airplane? <laughs> that so don't I, make no sense. <laughs> so I, I, gave the kid, I gave the kid 20 bucks. I said, give me a sleeve of those cups. <laughs> <laughs> and so the, the kid slowed me out the window. <clears throat> Literally, I'm eating like a, like a $4 chicken sandwich and a $20 bill to him for, for a sleeve of the cups. And I put it in my car. And I never like did the, you know, fill out the paperwork and mail it, send it in, whatever. So like when I moved out of my apartment after being there 12 years, I found this sleeve of Wendy's <clears throat> cups. I'm like, what the? Oh, the air trans scam. Uh, and I know, hey, so you never did it? Hey, dude, that's it. how you know he's not from the Pizzle and Fort Pierce. Because we would have went to the trash bags oh, yeah, and, for and sure. picked we, them up. We've yeah. been the dumpster. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We wouldn't have yeah. paid for those. Yeah, but for sure. P- people leaving. You're like, I'll, I'll throw yeah, your you, cup. Yeah, you, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Stand there, yo. What, air, what airline in the 2000s is turning in soda cups from a fast food restaurant for airline tickets? <laughs> Think about that. I know we had this conversation. That is, that, is, that is way ghetto. But if Port St. Lucie has an airport, Fort Pierce, Port St. Lucie has an airport, there's so many questions we have to answer. <laughs> like, like, for example, like, 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 what would be, like, is it Godfather Pizza? Like, it's got to be, be gas station food as a yes, restaurant. Yes, yes, yes. Right? And what airline would anchor it? Well, obviously Spirit, if yep. it were now. If it were now. <clears throat> if it were now. But, mm-hmm. But if Frontier has to be in the in the in the running for sure. Well, here's the thing. You know what? Um, the Fort Pierce Airport already has more land than Tampa does or Miami. So it's not really that, has oh, what? It's not that it, it has more land now. They already own more land, even though it's a private airport, right. Than Tampa has right. or Miami has. Well, I'm surprised. So with the, with it's the pop- only a matter of time. With the population of Port St. Port St. Lucie is 200,000 people now. Yeah, they, Port literally growing. Port, Port St. Lucie like is technically I think 200,000 people. Yeah. Like, it's stupid. Yeah. That concentration of folks should be enough for an international airport, or at least have, yeah. you know, a Southwest or somebody come through. Something. Why are we talking about this? I don't, I don't know. know. But, oh, we because, just got there. Because we're talking about, he said, if airport. It was your yeah. damn question, <laughs> Rick and Keel. Um, I'm about to be $20 richer. I'm about to get my Wendy's money back. Oh! I'm about to get my air train money back. Yep. When I was a little kid, and I mean a little boy, um, they used to fly us by ourselves because, you know, I guess they weren't concerned with people stealing you. When I was a little kid, I remember um, going on the People's Express from New York City back home to, I think they flew to Rochester or Syracuse. Did you ever fly on People's Express? No. Did you ever fly? No. Christian, have you ever heard of People's Express? Never in my life. It was cash, and you didn't pay till you were on the plane. And I'm <laughs> not joking. Wow. And I'm not joking. And I'm so, not joking. So you, as a little kid, they get, your parents gave you money. $55. 
So you had money as a little kid, and you was on the plane. I, I had I specifically remember I had fifty five dollars. They come down the aisle when the plane's in the air. They come down the aisle with the credit card thing that you slide. <laughs> yeah, to make an imprint of it. And you hand over the cash. I'm thinking like, I don't even do this on the bus. Like when you get on the bus, you pay before you sit down. Yeah. And, uh, you you know, do I'm, that on the plane? You know what would never happen nowadays? That. Paying once you're on the plane. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that. Any of that. None of that would happen. Like, I'm not send, leaving. I'm not leaving. Yeah. That would never happen. Sending a little kid on a plane yeah. with cash. With cash. Uh, because you think you were spending at the airport. Yeah. Buy, get, buy candy and stuff. Well, I mean, aside from or losing it, but no, you're an unaccompanied minor. So yeah, that's like a, what I'm saying. You know, a sticker like, or a button on, they kept an eye on you. Yeah. But uh, I remember paying cash once the plane was in the air and thinking this business, I'm probably like eight. I'm like, this business model is not sustainable. <laughs> like when you're, you know, when you're a little kid and you know, like that's not a good idea. I mean, like, that ain't going to work. Like what are they going to do? Like if you're, if you're on the plane or in the air and they try to take, take your cash and you don't have it, what are they going to do? Stop? They, just drop you out? They radio the arriving gate. And they let them know to have the cops, whatever, they're waiting. And then you sort it out. It's kind of like when you get off the highway and you lost your ticket or you don't have money to pay for the tolls. Mm. You know, there's a little bit of a, let's see your license, and, you know, figure it out. Uh, anyways, let's talk baseball because spring training is literally right around the corner. And by that, I mean this weekend. We got spring training this weekend. Fondest memory of spring training because you first went to Major League Baseball spring training <clears throat> in Jupiter. Yeah. You, you went from Port St. Lucie. Then a little bit of come up, and then your first spring training was what, 99 or 2000? 97 was my first spring training. 98. Sorry. I signed in 97, my first big league camp. Yeah. My, the first year I went, I went to big league camp. How, how much different was it from little league camp? Small league camp. Uh, well, <laughs> com- league. well, completely different. And the, you know, the first thing you notice is you, when you walk into the locker room, you're looking at Jim Edmonds, Mark McGuire, these name tags, jerseys hanging, and your jersey's in that same room. Is so it intimidating? Very. And at the same time, rewarding, right? Because, so, wow, man, I'm standing yeah, right here. Oh I'm, like, I'm going to play catch with these guys. Oh, my you know? goodness. What I remember about young Rick Ankeel is that he did not lack confidence. Right. And you knew because you yeah. cut his hair. Right. Like the three of us go back, like like we go back like babies and pacifiers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I knew I met Rick in ninety nine and, and Dean knew him from cutting his hair in high school in ninety two, ninety three. Yeah. Whatever I don't when, when did you start? Yeah, my, so I was ninety four to ninety seven. Yeah, so yeah. All right. So nineteen ninety four. Way way back. Um so you, your first spring training was what year ninety nine? Uh ninety eight. And that wasn't even Roger Dean, right? Or no, yes, it, it was. was it was Roger Dean, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> that was the first year. Yeah. So you, Dean said Little League. He's a big, big league camp versus Little League camp. <laughs> what was it? Dean goes, so what's the difference between, you know, big league camp for spring training and Little League camp? And Rick's like, well, at big league camp, they have hair on their bodies. Yeah. <laughs> little league. <laughs> little league camp, nobody's got a hair on their body because we're seven. The, the paychecks are a little bit different, yeah. too. You mean minor league? Yeah, minor league. Because little yeah. league, you know, is like kids. Yeah, right. It's not big. So, there's no well, medium league. When he said big league, you know what I'm saying, the only thing. The opposite of big is little. Right. So I said little yeah. league. But he was yeah. a medium yeah. league. Yeah. There's um, no medium yeah. league. Different, uh, lot, lot, everything is better. Just put it that way. I better. mean, you know, food is better. Food is better. Everything is better. Of course everything it is. is of course yeah. it is. And that's intimidating because those are like baseball stars. Yes. I mean, McGuire had just been the biggest star in baseball the year before. Mm-hmm. Not and still, still was. And still was. At yeah. that point, he still yeah. was. Yeah. Do, you, yeah. do you remember your first interaction with him? Um. No, was it just casual. No, just enough? casual. Yeah. I'm still pitching, so you know the pitchers yeah. stick to the pitchers, the hitters stick right. to the hitters. And right. Then, yeah. Understood. I mean, when they saw you, and like you know, they're grown men, mm-hmm. and you're you know a teenager. Mm-hmm. So what? Are, how do they treat you? They treat you like a teenager? Of course, kid. Yeah. Kid, come here. Yeah, kid. I, I need a coffee. Go get it. it. It also it also didn't help you know Rick's case that he couldn't just slide in under the radar. He was USA Today's high school player of the year. 
And by the way, he had that signing bonus. His signing bonus was so big, he could buy CDs at the Treasure Coast Mall. So you told Mark McGuire, hey, man. Go get me a coffee. Negative. <laughs> no. No. But I was told to go get a coffee. Yeah. I was good about that. I, I was like, okay, no problem. Meanwhile, once we talk about our professional careers, there's a promo running right now for Jake Paul versus Tommy Fury. You can watch this fight absolutely free at Twin Peaks Saturday afternoon because it is an Abu Dhabi time zone thing. So the pay-per-view starts, I think, at like 2 p.m. But the beginning of the promo shows Jake Paul knocking Tyron Woodley out face down, hands at his sides. Uh, Dean, you were in the corner for that fight. I was, and I mean, I I, I still have it's the worst visual you ever saw. Yeah, I still have images of that just like sketched into yeah. my brain. Yeah, yeah, I don't like think about it. The highs and lows. Rick's signing bonus. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, it, I, honestly, that's away. probably what it is. And, the, and the, here's the thing. Here's the thing. If they're using you in the promo. Something's gone terribly wrong. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. If it's not your fight, right? If exactly. If was it loud? Did it have that loud sound? No, I mean the crowd was so loud, but yeah. you just saw it, and it was like slow motion. I mean, it really was like Rocky no. Four when Apollo Creed went down. Yeah, like, that's how hands it aside. Yeah, hands to the side, and he just like, and I think he was shaking. Nervous. I mean, it was just really bad for me. So, so, so I was watching at home, and I had bet the under for it to go, you know, not to finish the distance. And I didn't have mixed emotions. All I had was immediately fear, just that disgust. It sounded like a shotgun yeah. on TV because, you know, the ring is right. Right, right, yeah, for sure. Did, were you watching when Tyron got knocked no, out? No, I didn't see it. It sounded, <clears throat> Not live. it sounded like a shotgun. It went boom. And as he's falling, for you, it's in slow motion. And for me, it was like, I can't, this is real life. Is this real life? Yeah. Is this real life? As I was saying, we're way off the track. If you're in the promo and you're not fighting in the fight, <laughs> mm-hmm. something is going yeah, terribly yeah, wrong. Yeah. Now, didn't you used to be in the UFC? Like when you buy the pay per view, yeah. But like when it's okay that you know the, the prelims are on ESPN and they're like, all right, if you want to buy the pay per view, switch over now and do it. While people are doing that, they run like a three minute montage, so they don't miss anything. People buying the pay per view, weren't you for years for in the montage about, for about ten years? I was in the montage of that, <laughs> and it was always so embarrassing. Because people would always like, because yeah, people would always be, oh, I saw you in a promo. I'm like, it's not a good one. <laughs> <laughs> because it was you getting knocked it, it out. You getting knocked out. They would always show that in a promo. I was like, and I was just hoping that somebody else would get knocked out worse, so they could just put take mine out, and put theirs in, <laughs> and then they replaced you with Ben Askren. Yeah, then it would <laughs> pretty much. Um, I was in the building for Ben Askren. I was I was across the cage from Masvidal. He had his hands behind his back as he likes to. He had a smirk on his face. And then I was directly across from him, and he start, took a running start, and, and I could, could not believe what I just seen. I don't could think anybody not. did. The building was like bloodthirst. It sounded like Gladiator. <laughs> People were like, yeah, all right, yeah, all right. It was the weirdest sound. No one was concerned for his safety, just me. I was the only, I'm standing next to two women from the UFC uh-huh. that, that, that work like in the office. And they were like cheering in bloodthirst. Like, ah, no one. I'm looking around like, is anybody else worried about Ben Askren's life? And then, and just me. And Jorge like mocks him as he's knocked out. He, he falls down. Yeah, and Jorge's like making, you know, doing the little gestures. And everybody's still like, ah, kill. It, it was, for me, it was like, this is awful. Yeah, like, that was a low moment. Human society. So, uh, spring training baseball this weekend. I can't find my baseball music. It's somewhere in here. It's probably gone now. Doesn't matter. Um, Rick, we got... We got, we got <laughs> nice try. <laughs> I tried. We got uh, new rules in baseball. So actually, let's play a game with Dean Thomas. Let's go. Because we got some new rules in Major League Baseball. And as you know, baseball, more than any other sport, resists change. Mm-hmm. Does not <clears throat> want there ever to be any semblance of change. 
baseball is obsessed with its records and its numbers. And Dean, they want the numbers of 1885 to be as consistent with the rules of the game in 2020. I know, I know how to listen. My my middle name, my nickname in college was Bambino. Bambino. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, and where in college? Yeah. A couple things wrong with that. Who's Number the, one, who is the Bambino? Don't worry about it. All right. <laughs> yeah, who was the Bambino? <laughs> you should know. You played. <laughs> you should know. That's a Ken Levicka answer. Yeah. <laughs> who, who was known as the Bambino? I have no idea. Come on, dude. Who? You just claimed it was your, your freaking nickname in college. I'm just saying it because of my, my swing was so... So tight. Right. So there's two things wrong with what he said. Number one, his nickname was never Bambino. Number two, he didn't go to college. Oh. <laughs> other, than that, other than that, you're airtight. Uh, yeah. I'll give you a hint. There are certain records in baseball. Only two people have ever done it. One of them is Rick Ankeel. The other person is the Bambino. Um, what are the records? Um, only players to win a postseason start and then also hit more than 10 home runs. Is that right? Yeah, I think uh, it was to start a to start a postseason game as a pitcher, then later and they hit a postseason uh, start, home run. Hit a postseason home run as a position player. Hmm. Um, there's a few more, but that should lead you couple, down the right path. There's two or three records that the Bambino share with only Rick and Kill. Shohei Otani is going to get in on yes, that. Yeah, at yeah. some point he's coming. That's what I was thinking. Shohei Otani. Yeah, yeah. Shohei Otani's is the Bambino. Yeah. No, okay. he's the new post- Bambino. All right, there we go. The latest version. Who is? Bambino, Bambino it's a, means it's what? A, it's a candy bar. Bambino, Bambino's what? What does that mean? It's Italian for what? Baby deer. Baby. Right? Baby. Mm-hmm. Baby. So who's the baseball player? Oh, Babe Ruth! Bam! Golly. Oh, man! Boom goes the dynamite. Boom goes the dynamite. I'm good at this, ain't I? Oh, All right. I can't wait till we get this we're game going. We're going to play a game called Is It a Rule? Yes or No? Um, you are going to uh, tell us whether or not this is a new rule for baseball or it's not. Okay. Okay. Ain't no problem. All right. If a runner is at third base with less than two outs, they can head for home without waiting for the out to be made to tag up. If a runner is on third and there are less than two outs, the runner longer has to wait for the ball to be caught to tag up to head home. Is this a rule? Yes or no? Dean no, Thomas? it's not a rule. It is not a rule. No. Survey says that is correct. That's right, Bambino. Y'all refer to me as Bambino from here on out. Got it. How about uh, how about Dambino? Yeah. How about how about Bam? How about Jackass? How about Bambino? Bambino. Ooh, right. nice. Ooh, yeah. Well, done. Rick, uh, go ahead. You have you have the next rule or no rule for All Dean? Right. Go ahead. Is it a new rule in the major leagues that there will be a new pitch timer? Meaning that you have to throw a pitch within 30 seconds of a new at-bat. Like a clock, like a shot clock. Like a shot clock. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not? No, that survey says. Oh, no, wait a minute. Are, are y'all talking about the MLB or are y'all talking about the Japanese League? No, MLB. Was, all right, no, my bad. I thought you were talking about the Japanese League because over there in Japan, <laughs> they do things a little differently. Because sure. me and Shohei Otani's, we was talking about this yeah. earlier. Right, yeah. right. Uh, according to MLB, to create a crisper pace of play, there will be a 30-second timer between batters and then a 15-second timer between each pitch. What? With the bases empty and a 20-second timer between each pitch with runners on base. 20 yeah. seconds? Rick, how will this change the game? It should make it a little bit faster, and um, I like it. I'm a big fan. I, I think, too, sometimes, and I've said this to, to pitchers um, 
you know, more than a few times. But sometimes when guys struggle as a pitcher, they want to take more time. I try to remind him that, listen, the hitter can see your body language. He knows you're struggling. Get back up there and start firing. Don't let him gain confidence right. as the seconds tick. So the idea is to speed up the game. Yeah. Because the problem is uh, baseball games are averaging now three hours and 20-some minutes. That's way too long for them. And if the Yankees are playing the Red Sox and it's on ESPN, mm-hmm. it's probably four hours and 15 minutes. Yep. These become excessively long. So baseball resists change, and they don't want to change the rules. What they realize is – Young people don't care about our game. Young right. people don't want to go to the games. Young people aren't trying to play our game. Young people are not consuming our game. And they realize that all these contracts and all this money is contingent upon attendance, marketing deals, and particularly digital broadcast rights, television, audio, on demand, etc. So the game now has to change. Just like, Rick, you play a lot of golf. Mm-hmm. You remember 15 years ago, you would never, ever, See someone bring a speaker and play music on a golf course. Right. right. Now, everybody brings speakers, wireless what? Bluetooth speakers, and they, and they bring them on the golf course. For real? Yep. Well, but, you know, everything evolves. Yeah, right? I and, mean, and, and, as it should. As it should. As it should. Yep. But it has to to entertain yep. and engage. Kids aren't like, oh, I want to go to the World Series. Kids don't care about that. Kids are like, oh, I want to go meet that Instagrammer. Cool. I want to meet that TikToker. Oh, I want to go to the Jake Paul fight because there's going to be influencers. Well, I, I didn't know today was bringing speakers. I'm bringing my bump box to the Honda Classic. Uh, you have a bump block box necklace, yeah, so you can wear it. I got that. I got a big one. I got I got a, the headphones. I got a whole a whole thing. Is uh, the booth going to be where it usually is? Usually, I yes. feel like you're on that turn. Yes, right yeah. there, the turn yeah. at nine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the greatest uh, flyby or, or drive by was a Rick Ankeel when he was walking past and he wasn't a part of the show. He was a friend of ours, but he wasn't a Wednesday co-host. And he was walking around the corner and I said to him, I said, oh, Rick, uh, Dean, look, there goes your old um, buddy from high school. I said, Rick, you want Dean to cut your hair? And you, without losing a step, just kept walking back. He said, nope, his hands are too shaky. <laughs> <laughs> hands are too shaky now. Do you remember that? He ain't wrong. I do remember I that. I do. Yeah. He, he, didn't, he didn't miss a beat but on that one. Just got, he, hands are too shaky now. <laughs> <laughs> by the time he said no, he was already out of sight. Yeah. He was already around the corner. Yeah, you, you already know I say things for shock value. Yeah. For the fun of it. It was outstanding. I'm yeah. trying to figure out how I'm going to spend my 20 bucks. What should I do with my 20 bucks? You can donate know. it back to me. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it to the uh, the people at Honda Classic. It's tip. Perfect. Yeah, five 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 five. Yeah, yeah. The little okay. gate people. Yeah. What do we give it back to you? Why well, give it back to you? Why not? Because you, you lost asked what money. you should do. Want to go double? Want to go fine. double? Nothing on something? No. But listen, th- you know, there's an old saying, right? People remember the last thing you do or say, <laughs> and the last thing you said was high school phenom. That's all I know. Right, mm. you you missed the MLB part first. Yeah, it was too quick. We haven't the, the music was loud. We haven't proved it yet, though. Where, where you must be you? getting a thumbs up from the from the uh, producer behind. I us, thought you earned excited. the nickname Phenom when you were like in middle school. When did you earn the nickname the Phenom? Mm, that's a good question. But uh, it, it was, it was like you know eighth what? It was now minor leagues, minor leagues. Really? Yeah, because Baseball America came out and said uh, the Phenom. I was on the cover of it. Okay. Well, yeah. all right. Well, I'm looking forward to that twenty bucks. <laughs> Pesos. <laughs> no, no pesos. American dollars. <laughs> He's crafty. Yeah. Remember the DMs we got from the guy that went to Cardinals uh, fantasy camp? And he was like, Rick found ways to argue every oh, rule. Oh, yeah, yeah, Rock, yeah, paper, scissors, yeah, yeah, for it. kind of make sense I don't now. know how you're not a senator. I don't understand how you're not. <laughs> it's not too late. Like, 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 you understand our governor's about to run for president. Mm-hmm. And, and he might very well win. If he does, that means that that seat will be open. You got to get a congressional seat for two, three years and then become governor of the great state of Florida. How could you lose a debate? How could he lose a debate on TV on I, any issue? I already nominated him for mayor of Port St. Lucie. 
I already thought you were. The honorary, at least. <laughs> yeah. Honorary. Um, your future's in politics. No. Why not? Negative. Too easy? Too uh, easy too to beat these people much. at their no, own game? Too much no, work. No, too much. Too much. Yeah, too much, I think. Um, you can get that airport built in Fort Pierce. <laughs> that's going to get built anyway. <laughs> yeah, but it can have your name on it. Yeah. Ooh. Phenom Airport. Yeah. <laughs> Phenom International. And there you have it. All right, uh, another rule. Go ahead. Rick Ankeel, what you got? All right. Um, let's see here. Yep. If the batter doesn't like a strike called by the umpire, mm. can he challenge that and it be reversed reversed yeah. by automatic strike zone? Yep. So you can challenge kind of like in a strike, a baller strike. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's absolutely. Christian, you can forget trying to look for the you, uh, music. because Not only that, but if he calls a strike that you don't like it, you can turn and swing on the umpire. No, you cannot. That would be great. Uh, a couple new rules, Dino. Pitch timer, 15 seconds with the bases empty, 20 with runners on or a runner on. Violations will be an automatic ball or an automatic strike. If the pitcher is late on the clock, then it's an automatic ball. If the batter isn't in the box, isn't set, I think they need eight seconds. Yeah. Right, like, yep. like a rodeo. Mm-hmm. Then, then it is going to be a strike against them. They are given a strike. Oh, really? Right. What's going to be interesting is the first week, the umpire is going to be very lenient. And there's, you know. You know what? I actually read that they're not. I bet you they are. Yeah. There was an article that came out that said they were told to not be lenient to see what happened. They got to ease them in a little bit or it's going to be a disaster for all involved. Right. So so the, the pitch clock may say zero and then the pitch comes and there won't be a stoppage. But by June... When it says zero, it's delay right. of game. Yeah. I, I love the baseballs doing this. I think they should have did this a long time ago. A lot I of might agree. Yeah, for sure. A lot of people agree. Uh, shift restrictions. So shift restrictions. You know what the shift is, Dean, in baseball? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Expl- explain what the shift is because it's been used in baseball because of analytics and computer model, and it's really changed the game of baseball. What is the shift? The shift is yeah. when you shift the rules to fit your favor. No, that's called the Yankeel. Oh. <laughs> it's a mindset. I learned oh. from you, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> I learned it from watching you, JC. Um, it, you know what the shift is? Oh, r- Remind me what it is, real fast. Okay, yeah. Shift in baseball is when you would position players on the infield according to how that hitter regularly hits. So they move people over like 62% of the time against left-handed hitters, he hits the ball right there. Um. There's a new rule change. Explain, please, the rule change in the shift. Yeah, so the rule change now is that before each pitch, you have to have two infielders completely on one side of second base, right? So if you could picture the baseball diamond, you got second base right up the middle. So two infielders have to stay on the left, two two infielders have to stay on the right. Right. The last few years, you've had four infielders shifting, let's say, all the way to the right side against the lefty. Yep. Yeah. So they are ending that. But um, when the pitcher starts his windup, they mm-hmm. can now move wherever they want to go. So I've had pitchers say if they really wanted them to shift, they can slow down their windup and let that guy go. I know because some of them go. dudes got them little Bugs Bunny windups. Yep. You know what yep. I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> and they take like 20 minutes. That's uh, <laughs> I think you're thinking of the uh, knuckleball, the yeah. butterfly knuckleball. Yeah. Um, also with the shift restriction, infielders now need both feet on the dirt when the pitch is released. 
So when the pitch is released, you got to be on the dirt. Now, some of these guys are going to be on the very back end of the dirt. Mm -hmm. This wouldn't have worked, as you know, in the 70s and early 80s, because in a lot of those dome stadiums and with like the vet and Cincinnati Riverfront, there was no dirt in the infield, right. just dirt around the base. Well, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I haven't looked this up and I want to, and, but I, and I will, but like most, most major league stadiums, the infield to where the outfield cut of the grass is, is not the same. Some of them are a little deeper, some of them are not. So right. I, I, I would, I wonder if it has to be uniform because, you know, that almost seems well, interesting field compared turf. to. You got field turf to, in a lot of these instances. But you know what I'm saying? That like to what, where infielders can position themselves, right? right. So if our infield dirt was farther than yours, then that's kind of. Right. Yeah, I bet yeah. it. I bet it is uniform. Yeah. Yeah. All oh, right, no, I got. I do got a question though. Like, if if I'm a hitter mm-hmm. and I see everybody standing on one side, right? Why don't I just hit it to the other side? Agreed. Guys try. Agreed. Guys right. try because they're not getting paid to hit singles. Unfortunately, uh, that's what it is. They're getting paid to hit doubles and homers, so they stick with it. So, oh, really? Yeah. And, and there are times if you watch baseball over the last decade yeah. in which everybody will be on one side, and there'll be one player like kind of hanging out just in case. Just in case he try to. Case he try to yeah. Just, yeah. Just, all right. and, and finally, uh, bigger bases. Bigger base. We're not going to play the game. It's going to tell yeah. you what yeah. it is. Uh, the bases are going from fifteen to eighteen, right, Rick? Yep, they are. And so, so what's the advantage here for us, the fan? Yeah, for the fan, I think they want to uh, keep the injuries down in case guys run into each other. And then second, that the bases now will be a you know, although it's only a few inches, a little bit closer together, and they're hoping that they will in, uh, increase more steals, get more action in the game. Ooh. So does this mean first base is no longer ninety feet? Now it's eighty nine feet and uh, nine inches. Correct, I would guess. Wow. I don't know. Well, so. I haven't looked that up either, but I'm, they may have moved the edge of I know I should have. They may have moved the edge of that to the 90. So it is 90 feet. Yeah. Um, the idea being if the base is bigger, guys won't step on each other's feet. You won't step on, you know, you won't turn yeah, ankles, right. ankle sprains. Yeah, it makes sense. But also, um, it encourages stealing. Yeah. Yeah. Because if, well, then you'd have to be three it's inches closer. It's a little bit closer. Yeah, it is. But well, I mean, no, each that, base that's, would be three. Yeah, so that's what I'm be, saying. But, but they're not going to. It's, it's not just going to completely open up guys stealing nonstop, no, right? Because no, you still have 27 no. outs, and you have to value the fact that there's 27 outs. So where your lineup is in the, in the game and where, you know, the yeah. chess game that happens. According to the MLB, as they explained it, pitch timer is going to benefit less waiting, more action. Okay, we'll see. Shift restrictions. That means more hits, more athleticism. So you'll mm. see guys having to dive and make plays. Oh. Bigger bases, increased safety. Aggressive base running. Yeah, you're not really sold on the aggressive base running. I course. like the aggressive base running. But are and you sold that that's really going to make it? Um, I, th- to, I like the idea to a, to a small degree, right? I, I think I don't know if it'll ever happen, but what I would love to see happen is them bring back in contact at least at second base. If you don't want to let people run over the catcher, okay, yep. I get it, but be able to take out that second baseman or that shortstop to stop that double play. And get in there and take them out because it's an art form. You can do that. It's you used to be able to. They stopped used it, to. but yeah. it's an art form to get in there and take those guys out. Yeah, and it's sure. an art form yeah. for them to not let you get them. And that's a whole different. That's a whole different thing. But it's thing. exciting. Yeah, yeah. Well, exciting. Concussions not never going to happen now. Right. Um, if they could add, I'm gonna give you ten seconds. If you could add one more rule, a change baseball. What would you change? Uh, any wild pitch, the batter can drop the bat and run to first. On any wild pitch, any wild pitch, no matter what the count is. Yep. I like that. Um, I got one for you. Tennis uses Hawkeye. There's no more people calling whether the ball was in or out. Mm-hmm. There's no reason why the strike zone can't be Hawkeye. Yep. I'm tired of games being decided because one umpire's strike zone is different than the others. And in, in an instance of this pitcher versus that, the strike zone should be the strike zone. For sure. No matter what. Because stri- that's the constant. It's right. supposed to be, but yeah. you, you read scorecasting. Yeah. Where you know that when the count's three balls and no strikes, they throw a pitch, it's being called a strike, when 82% of the time, if the count were anything else, it'd be called a ball. Yeah. 
So I want to, I want to, I want an yeah, automatic yeah. robotic computer strike zone. They're bringing it into AAA. So in AAA, Just I, do I believe it's Monday through Thursday. Yeah. You're going to have the the Hawkeye, yeah. and then from Friday, Saturday, Sunday, it's going to be on the umpire. Just use it for balls and strikes. If it fails, the umpire is standing there. Mm-hmm. He can back it up, and he's still calling outs and the other stuff. Yep. You're, not, you're not eliminating the home plate umpire. Sure. I, I think what players want is fair. You just, just, just it, consistent. That's yes, only fair. Especially, especially if I have two strikes and I'm a hitter. You want to call this? I want to make sure that it, if I struck out, that's fine on a yep. called strike, but make sure it was a strike. When we come back, today is the anniversary of one of the most famous moments in sports history. And even though almost none of you actually saw it live, you probably still believe that you did. I'll explain what it is and why you think you saw it live, but you really didn't. Next, home team on ESPN 106.3. You're listening to Josh Cohen and the home team with Dean Thomas and Tina, delivered by Brightline. Live life on the bright side. This is ESPN 106.3. Home team for the ride home. Wednesday edition means we get Rick Ankiel to join us for our number one. The UFC's king of all media, Dean Thomas, busy, busy guy. Uh, fight weekend this weekend? No. 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 But then it's uh, you got every other weekend every coming other up. weekend coming up. Yep. Tina's got the day off as we prepare for Honda Classic. We are live from PJ National Resort and Spa tomorrow through the weekend. Home team live Thursday, Friday. And then a special Saturday uh, broadcast from the Gosling's Bear Trap. Me and Theo Dorsey, noon to two. Dean Thomas right now with a message from Kaiser University. Speaking of that, the golf. Golf season is in full swing. And if you're serious about a career in golf, you can check out the College of Golf at Kaiser University. Enroll in Kaiser's golf management program and get your degree from the best in the business. Three PGA Master Professionals and an LPGA Hall of Famer on their staff. You can earn a degree on campus or online in just 16 months. Scholarships and financial aid are available, so take your swing at a rewarding career in golf at Kaiser University. For more information, go to collegeofgolf.kaiseruniversity.edu. Senator Ann Keel is in the building. We have a $20 American dollar. You're talking about pesos and stuff? What are you talking about? Pay? We got a $20 American dollar wager, right? Sure. <laughs> Dean, it don't sound so convinced. I would... I was going to argue, but then, you know, I figured what's the point. Well, I was going to say, we actually didn't stipulate that in the original let, bet, let, but it's fine. Because <laughs> you know how it rolls. So here's my 20. I you can see box. it. For all y'all out there, here's my 20. I, see, I got I it hanging it. right over my microphone. I see the okay. 20, but you just pulled out, like, all this balled-up money out of your pocket. Yeah, what is going on? Hey, pocket? Mookie, what's going on over there? <laughs> hey, don't judge me. Yeah. <laughs> you, got, you got loose ones. Don't worry about your money in your pocket. <laughs> Who carries money like that? My mother used to. Really? Used to open up the glove box. My mother's car. They'd be balled up ones and fives and twenties and like, hundred. Like yeah, I'm like, it was like it, but it was like a it was like a stick of gum. It's like you know you know you know what it is. It, it's 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 uh, different purchases throughout the day, and I didn't put it back together. Yet. Yeah. Oh. It, it looks like like when we get a seven, you send them to the store to buy one item. Yeah. <laughs> you like you pick up a loaf of bread, and like the change is just yeah, all like that's, it was all just like crumpled up. There you go. Um, I say that at the beginning of the show, I introduced you as the MLB phenom and the high school baseball phenom. And Rick said, I didn't hear that. You claim you didn't hear it either. I didn't hear it either. And Christian, you claim you didn't hear it either. Flood the fifth. All right, we're about to hear the audio. Now you got me doubting myself. Now you got me doubting myself a little bit. No, I'm oh, not. Oh, yeah, where's your money? I'm where's, not doubting at all. I mean, all. he put his money out on I'll the table. Put my where's money your money? up on the table. Hey, like, you got to have the money, too. You know I ain't got 20, but uh, I'm good for it. it. <laughs> 
Thank you, Dean. Thank you. Let yeah. me. Well, there's a difference between I'll hold it and let me hold yeah. a 20. Let me hold it. Because we'll you, give it to Dean. Nobody's going to take it from him. You're from Port St. Lucie, Fort Pierce. You yeah, know, but, let me hold 20 means. No, nobody's going to try yeah, Dean. Let, let, right right put that right there. Let the me middle. hold 20 means it's a, it's a loan you ain't never getting back. Put that right in the middle. Right? Let me hold as yeah, a gift that's hold that. never coming back. Mm -hmm. All right, let's find out. I claim, I bet that I said uh, MLB phenom, high school baseball phenom. Rick says, I didn't hear the MLB. Dean claims he didn't hear it. And Christian claims he Real doesn't talk, remember man, I either. Didn't hear it. Let's take a listen. Here's the moment of truth. Representing the take seven seven two, uh -huh. the phenom, the phenom with the, the Celsius, the major league baseball phenom, the high school baseball. Phenom. You guys should listen to the show. You really yeah, should listen yeah. to the show. You like it. If you listen to the there show, you hey, might like it. I'll stand correct. <laughs> I think they spliced that in from a different. <laughs> I know. Remember when you? Right. As soon as you right. left, us, he, he, I know. he recorded that. I almost, that. Didn't, go, that I almost didn't leave because I was like, mm. <laughs> "Listen, I don't want your balled up I'm twenty on that pocket." Nope. There, nope. I saw, I saw nope. used Kleenexes in there, chewing gum. <laughs> it's yeah. bad luck. Now I don't want it. Was a booger. <laughs> <laughs> but that was that was kind of weird to see him pull out that money. It was like it was like this, like all this. Lint and like just you've random seen, stuff. You've in seen it. dollar bills before? I know, man, but it just looked weird. It just looked weird how you had it all balled up like that. Hey, that that's how you. That you know how you know somebody became a multimillionaire in high school. That's how. Yeah, Because <laughs> yeah. you no. and I've been broke all our lives. We keep our money in order. There's yeah. a hundred. You know I, I try to never break the biggest bill in my pocket. So if I have a twenty and something's ten bucks. I'm gonna use everything else before I break. The is that 20. Once I break the twenty, it's gone. Is that superstition? No, if it's a twenty, fifty, it doesn't just matter. Once you break it, it's spent. But that's how you can Going tell down a drain. somebody was a multimillionaire in yeah. high school. Yeah. Because they got just money loose. Just runny. Yeah. Oh, well, where'd I get this from? Me, my 10 is on top of my five. Yeah. My five is on top of my two. Oh, my two on top of my one. All the dead presidents facing the right, same direction. Because we're broke. Yep. Damn it. Good for you, Rick. We're not as, hating. as he pulls out like 1500s. <laughs> yeah, I wish. <laughs> All right. Today is the anniversary of the one of the most famous moments in sports history. And even though not, probably none of you saw it live, I'll be honest, none of y'all saw it live. You probably believe that you did. Uh, so what was it? Rick, do you know the answer? What today's a famous day in sports history that everybody saw this, but they really didn't see it live. Do you know what today is? No. Dean, do you know? Of course I know. What is it? It's the miracle on ice. The miracle on ice is absolutely correct. Yes, it is. Yeah, that was 43 years ago today. 43 years ago. Do you believe in miracles? Yes. Let's take a listen to L. Michaels of ABC Sports calling the... 80 uh, Winter Wait Olympics. Al Michaels called this? Al Michaels was on the call for USA versus Russia. It was February 23, the year, the year 1980, 43 years ago. Uh, I want you to listen to the sound of the crowd because the crowd is in upstate New York and the noise the crowd makes is different than you hear nowadays. It's almost a different pitch. It's, and I'll explain probably why that is because this, ga this game had a little bit more meaning to those people than most games do. Take a listen to the final seconds of USA beating Russia. Not getting softer. Not changing. What a great call, too. And by the way, that, that applause continues for another minute at that same for level. Real, so that the, the, the applause continues. The cheering continues at that level for another. I'm getting goosebumps right now yeah. thinking about it. So what you're saying is because people aren't holding their phones, it was a better better clap, better I don't, cheer? I don't even think it had to do with the phones. I think They all had inhalers. What you had to remember was, 
you have to remember a little American history and world history. In February of 1980, the United States had been through it. And by that, I mean lost the Vietnam War. And by that, I mean a couple of major figures have been killed, assassinated in the last 20 years, last 15 years, excuse me. Mm -hmm. uh, significant, from Martin Luther King to John uh, to Robert Kennedy, etc. America had the oil embargo, the crisis. The hostage, Iranian hostage crisis had just come into completion. America was losing the Cold War. The Russians had us living in terror of nuclear holocaust at any minute. And you win terror that. with fear. This was a bunch of college kids. These were amateur college kids that beat the team of Russian professional all-stars that had won the previous three gold medals consecutive. This was the greatest underdog story in the history of underdog stories. This makes Matt Sarah beating George St. Pierre in the UFC seem like a sure thing. This makes Buster Douglas beating Mike Tyson seem like, well, I knew he was going to win. There was no chance. These guys had played an exhibition game uh, a couple months earlier, Madison Square Garden, and I think Russia won 13-2 to in a hockey game. Right, no kidding. 12-2, to 13-2. This was people having this sense of national and patriotic pride. We had nothing to cheer for. America was in bad shape from Vietnam, from Nixon having to resign, from the oil embargo and the oil crisis, from the economy and inflation. The Iranian hostage crisis went on for two years where they kept our people. And we saw these pictures. It was like, do something. Somebody and, and the, just living under the threat of nuclear war and Russian supremacy and the fact that they could kill us at any moment if they so choose. All of this into one hockey game. And everyone in every neighborhood began chanting USA. If you lived in the city, you could hear your neighbors that you never spoke to. If you lived in the country, you could hear people seven miles away. It was one of those moments that everybody was rooting for the same team, and it was greater than sport. It was national identity. It was pride. It was a release. When you hear those people with the, ah, they're letting go of all their fears. They're letting go of all their worries, all of their stress and anxiety, all of what we've been as a nation, because this ragtag bunch of college kids just beat the mighty Russian all-star professional guys that had won the last, I think, three gold medals consecutive. And this wasn't even the gold medal game. Right. It was like the... This was to play the in the gold medal game. Finals, yeah. This right. was to play in the gold medal game. When this was broadcast, it was broadcast on Sunday because it was being played Saturday in Lake Placid. And I remember the newscasters at the time saying, we have a major... If you don't want to know what happened, look away from the screen. But you could hear all of the people on the set. The camera guys... You could hear the weather guy in the background without this mic on being like, oh my God, God. <laughs> So you kind of knew like something. Look away, look away. They showed it on Sunday, a day later. Everyone saw it on tape delay. And literally neighbors that didn't speak to each other were hugging each other. Strangers in the street. It wasn't just a city winning a championship. It was this thing of we did it, we did it, we did it. The only thing similar was when we put man on the moon. Shockingly, it was only 11 years before that. <laughs> 1969. Right. Wow. This today in American history was one of those days that everybody remembers. If you're old enough, mm -hmm. you remember where you were. You rem it felt like the whole world was seeing as it happened. So I'm asking you guys, because we're going to power rank these right now. The uh, three, according to you, moments that we feel like everybody saw in sports as they happened. Power rankings, Christian. Thank you very much. 
Uh, let's begin at number three, Dean Thomas. What do you got? Your number three. I got Mayweather Pacquiao. You feel like everyone saw it as it happened? Mayweather Pacquiao. Yep. Um, like in May of 2015. Mm-hmm. See, even you remember it. <laughs> yeah, even I do. Um, I don't have that on my list. Rick, what do you got? Number three. Man, <clears throat> Dean, I'm gonna slide to your side, so to speak, just because Mike Tyson was so the guy back in the Buster days. Douglas. Yep. That's such a great call. Yeah, it is a great such a great call. At number three, I got Patriots 28 to three. I feel like the the Buster Douglas Tyson fight, people didn't watch it. They didn't. It was on a, right HBO. Yeah, because they were like he's going to win. Yeah, they thought it was. It was such a sure thing that right. I feel like they didn't watch. Uh, number two of the three sports moments we feel like everybody saw as it happened. Dean, number and two, coming from Bambino here, the 1988 World Series between the Oakland A's and the Los Angeles Dodgers. Oh, wasn't it the Giants? No. Wasn't it the A's and the Giants? <laughs> no. The A's and the Dodgers. Because of the earthquake? No, I just remember. because it was 89. Yeah. It was 89. Oh, 88 was the Dodgers. That's right. But it was like the Dodgers and... And the A's. Who was Eckersley pitching for? Oh, was the A's? The A's. Yeah. Wow, Dean. See that? Okay, yeah, no one wow, remembers nice. that. If it took us to figure it out, then no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying <laughs> to go... Two. Listen, I'm trying to go back in time because I feel like you know, as of now, where everything you can see streaming or something, people don't but always at the time, see. It. Yeah, I know. That's like, why I'm trying like, to go back to like the '90s. Like you go to school, it has to and be every kid. Like you go to school, and every kid. Sport? You go to work, and everybody. So this is a sport. What was it? Sports moment. Yeah. Okay. Um, man, it's a tough. And number two, I put Miracle on Ice. So I know it's kind of cheating because yeah. it's today. Kind of yeah. cheating. But at number two, that's what I got. I thought yeah. it was outside of this. Okay, that's fine. You want to say number two the same? That's fine. fine. I'll go with the same. Number one. The number one sports moment we feel like everybody saw as it happened. Everybody was aware that it was happening, and it stopped everything. D number one. Mayweather McGregor. Ooh. Okay. All right. Rick Ankeel, number one. Man. When I say mine, I'll I'll go with the Yankees-Mets. The Subway Series Mm -hmm. in 2000? Mm Mm-hmm. After 9-11. Oh, yeah. After yeah. 9-11. Like when George W. Bush came out and threw mm-hmm. the first page. Oh, yep. At the yeah. Yankee game. Yep. That is, yeah, I, I yep. do remember that one. That was a big one. George W. Bush looked very concerned as he walked out to the mound. Mm-hmm. And he was wearing um, an NYPD. I think it was an FDNY. He was wearing a jacket. And you could see that when he moved his arm that he had a bulletproof vest on under mm-hmm. it. As he walked out in the middle of the field, no one knew what might happen. And man, did he throw in a perfect strike. Mm-hmm. It was a great moment. Mm-hmm. My number one is Whitney Houston, the national anthem, Super Bowl 25. When we had started the Gulf War, mm-hmm. January 1991, I feel like everybody was talking about Whitney Houston and the anthem, and everybody was crying. That is true. All right. Uh, there's power rankings today. They were presented by John C. Cassidy, first and last name in air conditioning, and in plumbing. So for power ranking, AC needs and plumbing needs... It's the first and last name. It's John C. Cassidy. Since 1960, local family-owned company. John's dad started it based on honesty, integrity, and earning people's trust and never betraying that trust. That's what it's all about. Called 561-863-6750. 561-863-6750 for the first and last name in air conditioning and in plumbing, John C. Cassidy. We are late, but when we come back, um, when we return, Tina's not here today, and it's too bad because it's national. What day? We will be sharing the ugly details of our own experiences involving what today celebrates in turn. 
the home team on ESPN 106.3. You're listening to Josh Cohen and the home team with Dean Thomas and Tina, delivered by Brightline. Live life on the bright side. This is ESPN 106.3. Too bad Tina's got the day off from the show today because it is National What Day. She'd be celebrating. Maybe that's why she took off. I think that's what exactly why. Is, is it a coincidence? We're going to sh- probably not. We're going to share the ugly details of our own experiences involving this holiday in just a moment. A reminder, beautiful experience. You can experience tennis like never before. And this is big time. The Miami Open, presented by Itau, returns to Hard Rock Stadium beginning March 19th. For 15 straight days of tennis, two full weeks, the greatest players in the world, everyone you see Wimbledon and the U.S. Open, the French Open, Australia, all the biggest stars will compete for the most prestigious titles in the world. Last year's champions, Carlos Alcarez, world number one, Iga Svantec, world number one. Aside from tennis at the Miami Open, you can explore all that Miami has to offer. World-class food options, drinking options, art, entertainment, There's a whole festival thing happening outside of the tennis. New offerings include Stella Artois, American Social, Ella Oyster Bar, Casa Florida. Returning fan favorites include the famous Kiki on the River, Novacento, and more. Tickets start at just 18 bucks, and you can get them right now at MiamiOpen.com. You can get single session, grounds passes. You can get tournament duration, like for the whole tournament packages, suites, hospitality, you name it. Something for everybody. MiamiOpen.com, MiamiOpen.com. Today is National Margarita Day, and Tina's got the day off so she can sell. Nobody loves margaritas more than Tina. I know, that's her favorite. I'm not a tequila guy. I haven't drank a tequila in a very, very long time. Um, Most memorable, real quick, most memorable or not memorable (laughs) experience with tequila, Rick and Keel, you go first. Uh, Shoot, Cinco de Mayo, it's been a long time, tequila, tequila. Right? Yeah. No, I'm not a tequila guy either. It doesn't sit well. But you will on single to mile? Uh, tried. You used to? I tried to hang and it just didn't work out. <laughs> I hear you. Dino. When I was in Mexico with Dana White and Matt Sarah, yeah. and they made me drink the tequila with the snake in it, the dead snake it's, in it. No, it's a worm. No, it's a snake. Oh, yours it had was, a snake? It was a real snake. It was a real, like, cobra. Okay, because normally there's a worm. Yeah, no, nah, this was a real snake. Uh, Christian, you got a real quick one? Yeah, I fell asleep in a Singer Island parking lot, like by that shopping mall there, whatever you got the. Right after you get off the bridge, yeah. Margarita Monday, it bit me in the rear end. Uh, and when I was pledging fraternity, we had this thing called golf night. And they turned the house into a putt-putt golf course. And each hole was impossible. And so you couldn't make the shot. You'd have to do a shot. And they made us wear a trash bag around our neck. You put your, you punched a hole in it, wore it, because they knew you was going to puke. Oh, At least man. at some point. <laughs> yeah. And the last shot I remember taking was the tequila. It's the oh, last one I remember I taking. I do it to you. And I can still taste Blech. it. Um, after McGregor, you brought up McGregor Mayweather. Yeah. After Mayweather beat McGregor, that night, remember, I wound up at McGregor's strip club. Yeah. And and I wound up in his private little room upstairs. And everyone had, it was like seven of us had a, a shot of tequila. And so Floyd Mayweather hands me a shot of tequila to celebrate him beating Connor. And they're like, cheers. I'm like, I don't drink tequila. And my boy, who you know, is like, dude, you got to drink it. So like, come on, cheers, clink, clink, clink. I looked and I went and I threw it over my shoulder. <laughs> So it looked like, you know, the old, like, you turn your head, yeah, and and like, it looks like you're throwing it back. Did you did you look back to make sure nobody was there? I did. Oh, thank and God. I, and, it was a wall. <laughs> and it was a wall, and it, but it was running down the wall. Nobody uh, saw. Yeah. Nobody, but I'm like, I'm not drinking it. Yeah. You have to. You have no. to. It's bad luck. You have to. It's bad luck. Bad luck. Nothing. Get out of here. Uh, Rick, appreciate you, brother. We'll yeah, see you at a Honda Classic? Uh, possibly. All right.
Possibly. It means I'll get that text on Friday saying, yo, you got any bear trap passes for 10 minutes from now? <laughs> no, you know what? I have a baseball tournament in Sanford with the Littles. So Good luck with the I'm boys. Gone. Yeah, I'm gone Saturday and Sunday. So. All right. Have fun, my man. Cocktail hours next. Dean's about to get a middle school anatomy lesson on health conditions. Home team, ESPN 1063.